You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. What's weighing on your heart these days? Because if you're looking to be inspired and to have another reminder that you are not alone, then today's podcast episode is for you with my guest, Angie Cupper, who is the director and founder of FindingYourFairyTale.com. Now, Finding Your Fairy Tale isn't necessarily about finding the love of your life. It's about finding a life that you love and overcoming obstacles and hardships and trauma and things that so many people have gone through that maybe they felt like they didn't know their way or, or how to overcome these things. Because Angie has overcome some pretty remarkable things in her life, and now she has a documentary called Finding Your Fairy Tale that is coming to the Avalon Theater in Milwaukee. And Angie, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now let's talk a little bit about what Finding Your Fairy Tale is. Yeah, so Finding Your Fairy Tale, basically, um, it started as a calendar photo shoot, and it turned into a documentary. And the whole premise is we're trying to show people that no matter what struggle you experience in life, happily ever after still exists, and it's worth fighting for. And you've been through something pretty traumatic from your childhood with your mom. Can you talk about that for a second? Yeah. Um, So my childhood itself was magical. It was so special. My mom was one of those people who always threw themes parties and made sure that we believed in the tooth fairy and Santa and all of those magical elements of childhood. And so my actual childhood was, I can't complain, it's when things kind of took a turn for the worst in my mom's mental health is when things started to change for me. Sure. And what happened? So my mom suffered from mental illness and she took her life when I was 17 years old. And that, I mean, obviously changed everything. I mean, from what you thought was your normal life, now you had to find a whole new normal. And how did you get through that? Um, I just kept working and I stayed focused on school. I had a part-time job. I actually don't think I allowed myself to accept what happened for a period of time. I kept myself busy and distracted. And part of that was because unfortunately then, and even still now on some level, suicide wasn't talked about. I was actually discouraged from telling people that my mom died by suicide. Isn't that such a shame? Yeah. Because our family had also encountered suicide when I was younger, too. And I remember it was almost whispered about. Mm-hmm. It was it was whispered about how this person had passed away. And yeah. as kids, when you're raised with that, you think, oh, oh, we shouldn't talk about that or how he did this. That, I hope, is changing now that more people are talking about it, like what you're doing with Finding Your Fairy Tale. Right. That was part of the motivation. But I can't even imagine it being, like if it were my mother, that you were Mm -hmm. almost not supposed to talk about it. It was really hard. And I think that's part of the reason why I coped with it the way that I did, because I didn't feel like I had anybody I could talk to. You know, the only people that I felt comfortable talking to about it were the same people who were also experiencing it themselves. So my immediate family. In high school... I do remember it was a very stark contrast between another student who had lost his mother to cancer and me losing my mom to suicide. Oh, wow. There were no flowers. There were no cards. There, It was just keep moving as if it didn't happen. And Wow, that just, wow, that really, that's very poignant to say that. I am sorry that that you. is how that went. Well, and that's part of the reason. I mean, so my mom's death is the reason why I pursued psychology 
Um, initially it was, I wanted to understand myself and my mom better, but it was also, I wanted to make a difference. I didn't want other people to go down the path that my mom did, but I also didn't want people to experience the shame and stigma and guilt that the rest of my family felt after that happened. Yeah. And you are doing that. I mean, your, your profession now you work at Rogers. Yeah. So I'm a therapist at Rogers behavioral health and I've been with Rogers for nine years now when I work with kids and adolescents with anxiety disorders. Has that been therapeutic for you or has it been sometimes hard? It's definitely both. Um, It's been a long process for me. There's definitely times where someone's story connects with mine, but I've finally found a way to turn my own pain into passion for helping somebody else. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a great way to say that. And that's what finding your fairy tale is about. Yeah, that's what it's all about. So you said this started with a calendar. And when you and I met about a year ago, you told me about this calendar. Why don't you explain a little bit of what that is? Yeah, so originally we were just going to do a series of photo shoots for survivors that I knew who had overcome different obstacles. What I found in my own life is photo shoots can be incredibly empowering when you're the center of focus, you feel confident, you feel beautiful. Um, And so I wanted to do that for other people I knew and and do it not just about the the appearance in the photo shoot, but the message behind it. So we were just going to do the photo shoot for ourselves, but also use it as a calendar to raise awareness and raise funds for different causes. But as we started coming up with the concepts, we realized that the photo was only going to tell one part of the story. True. And we thought that there was so much more to be told. So we decided to turn it into a documentary about this photo project. And this documentary had been at the Awareness Film Festival in L.A. That's the world premiere. And then it's coming locally here, like we mentioned earlier on the podcast, of the Avalon Theater right there on KK in Bayview. That's going to be October 17th. Mm-hmm. And people can come see this. Can you tell us a little bit about who the people are in the documentary and what some of them have overcome? Yeah. So I want to first mention that everybody in the documentary is from the greater Milwaukee area. So these are all local survivors. And we have everything from mental illness to chronic disease to traumatic circumstances represented. For example, we have Misty, who is our little Red Riding Hood in the project. And she's a survivor of domestic violence. And so just like Little Red Riding Hood, there was someone in her life who was pretending to care, pretending to be somebody she could trust. But slowly they started to reveal themselves and she started to see through the disguise and she was able to escape his wrath. Wow. And don't we have a mutual friend that's in there? Our we friend do. Tammy Flynn. Tammy, yeah. Tammy's been on the Fifty Shades of K podcast a few times. She has been on here to talk about her own podcast, but also to talk about the situation that she is in, single mom, four kids. One of her sons has severe special needs, and she has become such an advocate for that community and for caregivers. She also, like I said, her podcast, The On Air Advocate, her story is very inspiring. And what an incredible woman she is. Oh, yeah. Because she has faith. That woman doesn't complain. Mm -hmm. She just does it. Mm -hmm. She's very inspiring. So for people listening to this that maybe want to see the documentary, it's not necessarily, like you said, circumstances, maybe like what you have been through, but also maybe something that your loved one's going through that you, there's the ripple effect that's affected your life as well. Right. So Tammy was my babysitter growing up. 
So Tammy knew. Which is so wild. I know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy um, how things all come together? So Tammy knew my mother very well. And so so Tammy and I, Tammy's actually one of those support people in my life that have helped me get through some of those struggles. Wow. And knowing everything that she went through with Marcus, I wanted to make sure she was part of this project. Yeah. Um, and so Tammy actually represents Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in our project because I saw Snow White as being a caregiver. And when you think of the Seven Dwarfs, they all have their challenges, right? We've got sleepy and sneezy grumpy. and bashful and grumpy. And so we we thought it was a good representation of being a caregiver for people with different needs. And so Tammy, it was actually pretty a great part in the documentary. Everybody does a struggle photo shoot and a success photo shoot. And in my vision, initially, I thought everybody needed to be standing tall and proud in their success shot. For Tammy's, though, we did it at Villa Terrace by the lakefront. Yeah. And it was very windy. And so her skirt kind of turned into hot pants because of the way the wind was blowing. So our photographer recommended she sit for her photo shoot. And at first I was against that. I was like, no, she needs to be strong and powerful. But then it kind of worked out perfectly because Tammy, as a caregiver, she never stops. She's constantly working and caring and she never takes the time to just sit and rest. Yeah. So her success shot sitting in this beautiful bed of flowers and just owning her look, owning her story, that was the perfect success shot for her. Yeah. That so is it so actually fitting. worked out really well. What is your goal for finding your fairy tale? What I want to do is rekindle that optimism that we all had as kids before the harsh reality set in. So I want to bring people back to that magic and excitement that we had in childhood when we did believe in fairy tales and we believed in happily ever after. I want to use that nostalgia to bring people back and to show them that even despite those challenges that they've been given, happily ever after is still possible and it's something that's worth fighting for. And for you to overcome what you have been through in your life and to still say that and still push for a fairy tale that leaves an impression on people because you've been through a lot. And I'm sure with your job, you you hear a lot of what people are struggling with, too. So you know that there's a need out there mm-hmm. to have something like this that can inspire and give people hope. Right. And to do it in a different way. Right. Like so. Yes. The documentary is a very different take on some of the challenges it's a very artistic and symbolic way to symbolize some of these things and that was intentional part of it was to see the beauty of the story the other part though was to make it non-threatening and to really try not to trigger too many people if at all through the way that we're telling the story yeah so you have to be sensitive to that right well and are you guys accepting donations or anything i mean i know at findingyourfairytale.com people can connect with you there or on your facebook page but are you hoping to do more of these? Yes. So we are technically a 501c3, so we can accept donations as a charitable organization. And everything we've done so far has been done through a Kickstarter campaign. So we raised the funds that we needed, and everything else has either been donated or volunteer-based. My goal with the documentary is to get the word out there about what we're doing, to continue to spread that message of hope and happiness, but I'd like to eventually expand our characters to include new stories, new fairy tales. Um, I'd love to turn it into like a web series where every couple of weeks to every couple of months we are debuting new characters 
So like a short 10 to 15 minute video of what their photo shoot was like, an opportunity to tell their story. And then once all of that has been completed, I would love to create a coffee table style book that has all of the images and the stories that can then be used in a classroom setting. It could be used in a therapy setting, but it can also be a gift that can be given from one person to another to share that message of hope and resilience. Yeah, this is awesome stuff. Now, for people that want to go October 17th at the Avalon, they can buy tickets at the Avalon's website? Yep, so it's avalonmke.com. They have the tickets available there. As of right now, it's just going to be a one-night premiere, but we're hoping that if we've got a great response, we can have a couple other screenings locally as that well. That would be fantastic. I mean, just to have the world premiere in L.A., that is really cool to yeah. have Wisconsin be represented out there. Yeah. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. And findingyourfairytale.com, that is your website. We will link this up at 991themix.com, the Facebook page. Are you looking for people to connect with you to say, hey, I have a story I'd like to share? Yeah. So now that the documentary, I mean, we've put three years into the documentary. Again, we didn't have a production team. It was just me, my editor, and that was about it. So it's taken a little longer than we hoped. But now that the documentary is done, we're going to be promoting that and then eventually starting to look for new characters to add to our team. So, yeah, if there are people out there who want to share their story and are at a healthy place to do that, because I couldn't have done this 10 years ago. Yeah, that's a good thing to mention. There are people that listen to this podcast that come from all different walks of life and people all over the, the country tune in. I'm thinking right now about someone that might be listening to this and may have a story that they want to share, but perhaps don't feel ready. When is a good time? Because don't you feel like you sort of always kind of have those triggers that can happen? What would you say to someone like that that's maybe thinking about reaching out? Yeah. So there's never a perfect time. And I think one thing that we really did well in the documentary is none of us are cured. None of us are healed. We're all still healing and we will. So none of us are saying, I've been there, done that, that's behind me. It's still part of our story. I think once you've gotten to a place where you can, you know, it's hard to actually put a, I guess, put a a timeline on it. I think because I've been in in psychology for so long that it's kind of forced me to do my own self-reflection. I've been in therapy for years myself. Yeah. I think it's when it's no longer an immediate you know, that's a really hard question. Well, and I feel like this might be a good way for someone to just connect with you yeah. and talk with you about it. What made me think of this question is when you said if you're in a healthy place. Right. And that's hard you, to define. That is hard to define. Right. You know, I think it's when it when that struggle doesn't define you anymore. Like at that point in my life. There it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's it's part of my story, but it's not the chapter I'm in anymore. If that makes yes, sense. Yes, that does. You know, there's, I, I mean, there's things I think about in my own personal life where it's like, yeah, there was there was a time where it was right there at the surface. And sometimes just talking about it, I would, you know, break down in tears and I couldn't even have long conversations about right. things I was maybe struggling with at that time. And now that that chapter is closed, it's easier to talk about. Right. But I get you also don't want to deter people to not reach out to you. Exactly. So I'd much rather have somebody reach out and tell us their story, because even if they're maybe not at a point to share their story, 
Just by reaching out, we can help connect them with resources. Yes, that's good to know. Our screening at the Avalon, we are going to have NAMI supporters there that are going to be available to talk and to what anybody. what is NAMI? NAMI is the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Okay. So we are working directly with NAMI Waukesha for this event. So we will have support people on hand so that if, if you're touched by the film or if you can connect to anything and you're looking for an opportunity to continue your own healing, we're going to have resources available to do that. Right. So whether it's connecting with us to join the team or if it's connecting somebody with resources so they can continue their story in a healthy path. This uh, is either beautiful way. stuff, Angie. This Thank is you. so great. What a great idea. Did it just like come to you in the middle of the night, the finding was, your fairy tale idea? It was in the shower where most good ideas come <laughs> from. I had seen something earlier in the day on social media. It was one of those quizzes that like, which fairy tale character would you be? And the first thought that came into my head, well, I guess I have to be Sleeping Beauty because I have a narcolepsy diagnosis. And so at first I was ashamed and embarrassed by it. But then I was like, well, wait a second. Maybe maybe I can be a princess because of what I've overcome as opposed to being ashamed of the story that I've lived. And there's the idea. And that's mm-hmm. where it came from, finding yep. your fairy tale. Fantastic. Go check that out at the Avalon right there on KK and Homer Street in Bayview. October 17th. Get your tickets at avalonmke.com. Again, we'll link this up at 991themix.com or reach out, make a connection through the findingyourfairytale.com website or through Facebook. Because the worst thing you can do is not talk to someone right? and talk about whatever you are struggling with or whatever is just weighing on your heart right now. Thank you for being here, Angie. Best of luck to you and congratulations. And keep us posted because if this ends up turning into what your hope is a web series maybe another documentary i would love to have you back on to talk about it again yeah that would be great thank you so much thank you this has been the 50 shades of k podcast with host elizabeth k if you enjoyed this episode share it with a friend make sure to subscribe on itunes and leave a review thanks for listening